the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and Right Radio on AM 560, The Answer. I am telling you, it's going to be a very good show. I got some people in here. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to tell you right on the outset. I'm going to try to be calm. But if you guys know, the troublemaker is here live in the studio. So I'm going to do everything I can to stay calm, collect myself, collect my thoughts, because... You know, just the last, I don't know if you guys have been watching the, the, the live Facebook stream. If, if you are, why don't you go ahead and share that? Uh, I still don't see my Team Relentless in, in, in the thread yet. So, Team Relentless, where are you guys at? Get there. Like, come on, let's start spreading this. Um, yeah, Verlon, the trouble. Make a Galloway. Welcome back to Black and Right. Man, thank you for bringing me back. I'm going to try to keep it in check. But when you ask the hard questions, I mean, you know, things get started. Yeah, but but I was saying, if I don't know if you're watching the the, the, the YouTube link or the um, uh, Facebook link. Uh, I got a little anima- animated, but you know why? Because Valon's here. Not only is he here causing trouble, but he has a Green Bay Packers hat. If you're watching the live screen, can you, John, can you, can you, can you zone in on this guy? Zoom in on this guy? Look at that. Not only does he have the Green Bay Packers hat, he has, well, I do like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Number I don't like 12. the Packers, but I do like Aaron Rodgers. Um, but he also has a Green Bay back, Packers jersey. That's right. I thought I told you never to, never to wear that, that outfit in here ever again. It's, it's only a special occasion. It's one of my friend's birthdays, and because the Bulls aren't making the playoffs, they're all upset, so they want to do football jerseys instead. I'm still going to be the only person with an odd Jersey on, because I'm a Lakers fan when it comes oh. to basketball. So we're we're in the playoffs. We're number six. We're the sixth seed. But now, hey, Green Bay. They're not going to win. I I mean, I like the Lakers. I don't like who's on their team. I don't like one LeBum. person that's I don't say, I do not say his name. I didn't I, say his name. I call him LeBum. I call him 23. <laughs> Mr. If Whoopi Goldberg can come on TV every day for four years and call my president 45, I can call that guy 23. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So when when I thought about this week's show, I've, I've been watching um, our, our other guest co-host in here. I've been watching a lot of her Facebook lives, and I'm like, whoa, uh-oh. I got to pair her up with with, with uh, the Troublemaker because I think it would make for some good radio. And if you've, if you've um, been following when, when Trump was in office, the Black Back to Blue events is a foundation that she started. Ashley Ramos, uh, welcome back. Welcome to Black and Right as a First time co-host, but you've been on the show calling in with a lot of the events you put on. Oh yeah, you excited? Oh, got opinions. I am so I am so excited. And you know what? They're talking about trying to keep it calm. I'm that fuego. We're gonna bring that fire today. All right. If we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it right. Ashley Fuego. That's what we want. But you know what? I want one thing from you. 
I Uh-oh. want you to. Bring, he might start it off already. I want you to bring me all the way around to the comment that all the talk shows have on conservative radio. The ninety nine point nine percent being behind the police because ninety nine ninety nine point nine percent of the police are good. It's only that little one percent or whatever. Not happens. even a whole one percent. Not even a whole one percent. Because it. I'm at eighty now. I used to be zero. I used to be one of those guys that called in all of the time. On Flying every, liberal. Fl- no, I was never a liberal. I was like 60, <laughs> 60% conservative at that time. It was the hot button issues I would call in and talk about when it came to the police shootings. But I'm, I'm, at, I'm at about 80% now backing the blue. I want you to bring me around to the 999 999 nine, 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 nine. Nine, 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 nine. All the way. All right. All the way. So, so, so actually, I mean, um, Fuego. I like that nickname. You like that? Miss Fuego. Miss Fuego. Is that Spanish? Is that Spanish? That's you. That's it. That's it. You bringing the fire? I got a nickname, guys. Yeah. So hey, Miss Fuega, Fuega, right? Fuega. Fuega. So ask uh, what, 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 what? Because you know, we're uh, uh, you know for the first time now, we got no. George was here. I was gonna say we have three minorities. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but we still got John in there on the board. That's right. You know, we gotta we gotta get we gotta get Justin in here. But John kind of, you know, he's, you know, he can fall for, you know, one of us. <laughs> but actually, what got you into supporting the men and women who serve our country in blue? Well, I've always supported law enforcement because I have so many relatives that are part of law enforcement, be it beat cops. Um, I have federal agents and I have a brother and sister who are both active uh, members of the military right now. So I'm, I'm all across the board. So that it, there was our, always that. Um, but a year ago when the riot started, um, I, I was watching on TV and it was breaking my heart. I'm watching D.C., I'm watching New York, and I'm watching these police officers get hurt, and there's nothing that I could do. It got to the point where I was sending Facebook messages and emails to these departments just telling them, like, look, as you know, as a family member, you know, I, I support you, and there are people across the country that support you even if we can't be there for you in this respect. And then it came to Chicago, and I was like, nope. Nope, Jesus, I had a conversation with God, and I said, I can't have this here. It, it can't come here. I, I can't have it. So I, I had that conversation with God, and thankfully I have a husband who is very supportive. And when I told him— Who know, just I'm, left and is going back to a, yes, another event, right? Yes, he's yeah. actually—he is in Schaumburg right now on Higgins and Meacham. Meacham. They're, they're having an event there. So you guys, if you can drive by there, give him a honk. There, there's amazing people out there right now. Um, but he told me if three women can start BLM— He's like, you, you know, have that conversation with God. You, you have that intention. He'll, he'll find a way for you. And sure enough, he did. I started it. I made this event. And two women happened to come in my life, Christine and Tina. I don't know if you want me to say your last name, but they came in my life. And somehow we managed to put that first event together. And the rest was just history. It went from there. So God's intention came to fruition. All right. So Valon wants to start I, I, off some stuff, well, kick off some stuff well, already. Go well, ahead, Valon. First, I have to correct you on Uh-oh. one thing. Two women and one transgender started BLM. I'm not going to say that's a woman. It's not a woman. Biological man, and you can call in and cuss me out about it. I don't care. All of you leftists. It's not a woman. Uh, It's not a woman. (laughs) But, okay, let let me ask you a couple of questions, okay? We got some some issues that's in the media, okay? First, I want to start off with the two... Uh, cop killings. I'm, I'm not going to call it murders and everything like the, the media does, but just cop right killings. off the bat, huh? Just just, just bring the fire. Okay, I have fuego, to do it. Fuego. I have to do it. <laughs> okay. We only have okay. so much time. I All have right, to do go it. Go ahead. Okay, uh, here we go. Okay, we have the Alvarez shooting, which um, uh, the superintendent here came on TV and and released it and put all the uh, evidence out and let people see it. 
Okay, then we have the Brown shooting where the, pol- where the seven officers are suspended because they shot the guy in the back of their head. Now, we don't know if he used the vehicle as a weapon or not. The sheriff was trying to serve a warrant, and they shot him, and they shot him in the back of the head. So Alvarez was shot in the back. Brown was shot in the back of the head. How do you defend those officers for those actions? Uh-oh. Um, I say, to, to me, I would tell anybody, it's not my job to defend, so to speak, these officers. That's their lawyer's job. But me, as, as a citizen, need to step back and say, okay, it is my responsibility as a citizen to allow the courts to present this evidence so that we can see the full scope of what happened in this situation. You know, we can, the media is going to show you whatever is going to hype you up the most, whatever is going to get their ratings up. They don't care whether you're mad at a cop because it's justified or not. They just want the ratings up. So they're going to show you whatever's going to make you fired up, whatever's going to make you the most angry exactly. because that means you're going to keep tuning in. So we have to look at everything. We have to say, okay, what were they going to serve this warrant for? Do we know that if this person was violent? Do, you know, do we know if that person was turning around to grab a weapon? What do we know of this situation? Be, be, because because um, at, as somebody who served warrants, you already got the criminal history of the person you're going to serve. So you know everything about this individual that you're going. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ash. No, it's okay. Good. That's absolutely right. So, But those are things that as a common person we don't think about because we're not in those situations. An officer, Untrained. you have to think. An officer goes into work every day thinking to myself, thinking to themselves, God, let me help in whatever situation you're going to put me in. And once I'm able to help in that situation, please let me get home safely. Their first thought isn't let me get home safely. It's let me get through whatever situation you throw at me. And a lot of the times that includes dealing with dangerous circumstances. Well, the rebuttal that the that people have and the media has is it takes too long for the information to come out. Like Laquan McDonald, it took almost two years for the information to, to come to fruition. And, and, and they feel like, it's being buried or it's being out of the media for so long, uh, people forget about it and then the officer gets off. So what do you say to that? I say we have to find a a happy medium and balance with that because, again, you have to keep the court of public opinion and the court of the judicial system separate. Okay, we can't go and say just because they're not releasing the information to us as fast as we want, it doesn't mean that the relation that that information isn't available to the state's attorney, the district attorney, the judge, whoever's got to deal with this case and do it appropriately. There's, those are two separate instances. Now, should information be kept away from an attorney or a judge or from a jury for two years? No, but that's something that you have to go and deal with legislation on. That's where people need to get involved on the correct, on the correct scale. Okay, I, I'm, and, I, and I'm going to, guess what? I don't think it should be released at all to the public to the public at all you know why why because that's evidence because people start to tell their story based upon the video i i was an evidence technician you, listen nev- none of that should be released to the public guess what whenever the court date is that's when it should be released that's it none of this l- releasing stuff early because guess what it does it prejudice the jury mm-hmm. just like um, what happened in Floyd. Floyd yeah. Hey, you listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Fuega <laughs> and the Troublemaker. Hey, um, we'll be, you know what? We're going to continue this discussion. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. That there's people in your community that want to kill you, they want to harm you, incarcerate, take your freedom away, it's going to make you mad. And the lies that they're perpetuating is causing people to be more aggressive. They pull you over for a traffic stop, you don't want to roll your window down. 
Oh, no, nah, bro, I ain't got to do this. And they telling people how to disobey police and law enforcement. Welcome back to Black and White on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway and Ashley Fuega Ramos. Hey, give us a call, 312-642-5600. That's 312-642-5600. If you want to partake in this conversation we're having about, well, Verlon, that Verlon's having, the troublemaker's having about policing because, you know I mean, that conversation during the break, I mean, you heard the audio clip. They are teaching people how to, um, you know, go against cops. Because guess what? I mean, no, nobody wants to have this conversation, though. There are paydays in it. There are huge paydays in going after cops, and, and, and everybody that's out there know it. I'm, what do you say? No, that's true. That's true. Very true. Uh, but I want to say, if anybody wants to uh, take this case, you know, with this lady over here, this firebug over here, I need some help. Phil Wait, from God. Blue Island. Uh-oh. Sean from Crown Point, I need some help. I'm trying to make their point to make their point for them, but I need them to call in and make their <laughs> point. Well, people, somebody like of that mindset. Let's but, have that conversation. <laughs> but actually, you were talking about um, you live in um, prop, Kankakee proper. Yes. Um, There's a new there was an election that just recently happened, and what happened during the during the um, the swearing in of the new mayor? Is that yeah. what it was? You know what? It was it was an excellent ceremony, and you know there were some people who were acknowledged, and there was. It was it was wonderful. Everything was great until uh, Chris Curtis, the new mayor, decided to talk about his appointee for uh, the chief of police. And that happens to be somebody who was already involved with our police department. You know, at one point he wanted to bring him back. And I thought that that was a, a solid thought because he knows the police department, you know, the, and there's some things coming up that are going to be taking a huge toll on our police officers. We have HB 3653 um, that's going to be changing the scope of how policing is done, who they can arrest, you know, how, how things are done. So I think we're going to be discussing that later, too, because I see Verlon over yeah, there. I see him. <laughs> um, but what bothered me was is that because the alderman that had just been appointed as well, had just sworn in, didn't agree with his one-year appointment just to keep things level, you know, until they could make some some adequate decisions, because he didn't want to immediately do a national search. They called him a racist. I had three aldermen come and call him racist or or assume that he, he was making a racially biased decision because he didn't just say, we're immediately just going to do this national search. <sighs> well, my question is, if you do this national search, how do you know that somebody who is minority-based is even going to apply for this job? Right. You're using... I don't want to hear anybody call someone a racist unless you really mean it because to me that is a very serious accusation and we're cheapening the ideal of racism by calling anybody who just doesn't agree with what we consider to be the right decisions a racist. So Kankakee County, we need to get it together. I'm going to be there on Monday. We're going to have this conversation in our meeting. Well, I totally, I, I totally agree. Black, I'm going to just say it. Black people take the race charge too far. They use it as a Spartan shield. It's I take, dead. I take, yeah, it is dead. It's it killing sh- it. Should, it's killing it. Yeah, it, it should be a dead, uh, a dead phrase, but it, it gets stronger and stronger. Oh! I, I take... I take oh. <laughs> Well, oh, that, that's what I'm talking Uh-oh. about. But, but first, I want to ask you about this other case. But yeah, I, hope, uh, I, I saw, I saw, I saw. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> let, let, let's let's go straight. You called him out. <laughs> okay, okay. He responded. He heard his name. <laughs> Phil from Blue Island. Welcome back to Black and Right, brother. I know I didn't hear what I just. Heard. Yeah, you, you, you just heard what you heard, fight, brother. I, I'm trying to, I'm try, Phil. I'm trying to back you up, Phil. I'm try, I'm trying to make the case for you, but you need to make it for yourself, Phil. Go ahead. Racism is a dead term. Is that what I just heard? No, no, no. We, the overusage of it, where, where there's no, where there's no real 
uh, racism where people are just using the term, oh, it's racist. This incident that we were okay. talking about in Kankakee. Now, everything okay. isn't racist. Okay, in every life activity, if it's law, if it's uh, banking, if it's just going to the beach, if you sit at home in your house eating ice cream on the couch, a white person can come in and literally kill you and literally sit back and just wait for the system of uh, when it comes to law to set you free. He uh, feels so talking about the case about, in Texas where the, the, the lady came in and shot the guy while he was on his couch and then and, uh, killed him. Or, I, that's what, or the other sister that was in Texas sitting in her own apartment and this cop shoots up through the window. So when we talk about that, that, that racism or, or, or the, the act of it or the, the use of it is overused, but we're in America where there was these Native American Indians that lived there here. There you go. That, go back to history. That owned this land, and they had this land, and then they come in, and then they import other people from another continent. And so now we're going to sit around today after, and especially with white people and Phil. white supremacy, uh, 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 let me real quick, um, uh, 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 benefiting from all of that pain and hurt and murder and rape and and Did you experience say, it, Phil? Oh, Did you experience any of that hurt, pain fit that you're talking about? That's what we're talking you know what? about. Let okay, wait, let me, hold on, let me ask you a question, Phil. Okay, are you, okay, I, I'll be the first one to agree. There are some tragedies, some, some terrible things that have happened in, in United States history to all nationalities. There is not a single person on this earth that does, cannot translate their history back to somebody who has suffered, okay? So I, I'll be the first to acknowledge that. But let me ask you this. Because the Bible asks this question. Are you responsible for the sins of your father? Uh-oh. Are you responsible for the sins of your father? You cannot be no, 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 responsible no, 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 for no, no, the no, no, sins of history. The problem with your analogy is that you're the one that should be asking, ask, be asked this question. Because it's your ancestors. It's your she ain't white. <laughs> I was about to say, how much melanin count do I have to have? And even if I did... If you're in the system of racism, white supremacy, and you're a black person asking another black person, I'm not going to even argue with you about your question. You say that, that's perfectly fine. Say that all you want to. But what I would say is that if my forefathers were not discriminated in this land, they'll probably have more land than Trump. They'll probably have more apartments, more buildings, more inherently. Sorry, real quick. Then inherently, I would benefit from that. Okay, but, okay. That, that's a that's a good point you just made. You that's that's really a period or at the end of that point you just made. But really, we're talking about police killings and police brutality. And she's here to stand up for the police. She's part of back back the blue. So that's okay. that's the that's issue she really wanted to talk about. You know, the, like I brought up I brought up the Brown killing and the Alvarez killing. We can even talk about the thirteen year old boy that got killed. Uh, so we we really wanted your opinion about that. Okay, okay, I'm sorry about that. And I have no disrespect to the system. No. But all the on the police, okay, we gotta go back, right? And that that whole thing with the paddy wagon and, and, and all that thing. That was about slave catching and, and now today we are still as black people looked at as, as violent. We're looked at as a threat. We're looked at it, I mean, okay, how long do we have to deal with it? And then let me say this right quick. When it comes to the police, uh, and us being as far as victims, if I if 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 if, if I was raped or if anybody is raped or killed or whatever, not raped to kill. But if I if I'm raped at five years old, uh-huh. right? I'm thirty. I'm forty. I'm almost sixty-two years old now. 
Am I still a rape victim? Yes. So everything that has happened. Yeah, but, 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 but Phil, you've never been a slave. Mentally, maybe, but not a, not a physical okay. slave. <laughs> How are you going to say mentally? <laughs> Just joking hey, with you, Phil. Just joking with you, brother. Phil. Okay, we, we, we got we to gotta let her respond. We got to let her respond. Okay. Uh, first of all, I, I, under, I understand, you know, so, some of what you're saying, but I would also like to dispel something about history. Um, so policing, it, there's this myth that it started solely in the South chasing slaves, and that's not true. It actually Come started... On, in New York, um, they used the, it became a system used because there was so much uh, thievery and stuff happening in the harbors of transit and trade. And that's where a majority of our trade started. So that's actually where the policing system that we use today sort of progressed and started. I'm not saying that what, what you're saying, there were people who went and they chased down slaves. Yeah. But I'm just saying that our modern day policing system is not based off of that. It actually started in New York. That's fact, not opinion. Promise. Google it. Um, so so that is something that we need to dispel. Right. We need to dispel the idealisms. Um, but, but also, let, let me just say, Philip, you got last why, word. You, why got, not, you got 20 seconds. Go ahead. Why not? Why do you spell it? Why do you have to protect the system? If the protection is if the system is so great, America, make America great. If it's so great, why dispel the truth? That's the only way we're, we're both one and the same. Yeah. Philip, thanks so much for calling. Valon called you out. I didn't call you out. Valon is in that mood today, Philip. Thanks so much for um, calling us, Philip. We, we always enjoy the conversation with you, brother. Got my ears on, my friend. Put those, put take those, take those middle chains off, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Hey, up next, we're going to be talking with State Representative Adam Niemer uh, from downstate. Um, he's he's got he's introducing bills about the mask, and he's a solid conservative. You listen to Black and White. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway. <laughs> and uh, she's living up to the name Fuega. Yes, she is. <laughs> Ashley she's, Ramos from Back, Blue, from Back to Blue events. Uh, I, wow. I mean, you think there's fireworks in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the other day, there were fireworks in Springfield. Um, our next guest, State Representative Adam um, Niemerk, he, he's the guy that replaced, um, ran and replaced Darren Bailey uh, when Darren, ba- Darren Bailey's state representative position. He's now the state representative, I believe, it's from the 109th um, legislative district. Um, there was a he introduced a bill to basically get rid of masks in schools mm. and get rid of masks uh, in, the, in the Illinois General Assembly. And another state representative from from the Deerfield area said, you know, we can give all the speeches in the world about our freedoms, but I ask us all to take very seriously the importance of taking good care of ourselves and the people that we care about and the people we work with in this chamber. So Adam, because what Adam said, we are at little risk of COVID-19 on this floor. And we want our constituents to understand the importance. And I think this is a very important conversation that they were having. If we want our constituents to understand the importance of vaccines, we have to end this policy. Adam Niemerick, state representative from 109th, welcome to Black and Right. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on this afternoon. You know, I, I have to say, you know, a lot of people, you know, and Darren Bailey, and I'll, I'll, I'll give to his credit, Darren Bailey has always said, as he's traveled the state, he has not been in this fight alone, standing for Illinoisans. He's always mentioned people like you. He mentions Brad Halbrook, you know, uh, Calkins. He always mentions you got Miller. 
uh, as far as you guys standing to make sure Illinois have representation. So I want to first say thank you for that. But why now uh, to end the, the, the mask mandates throughout the state? Well, it's been something that I've been uh, been pushing for quite a while. But we look at the numbers coming in. We look at the vaccination rates. We look at hospitalizations. And if we actually look at the real science rather than the politically driven science, we have a real opportunity here to actually end these mass mandates. And it's, it's really time to do it. Uh, and we, we've seen even the CDC. And what's really what's really funny about this is, is Wednesday when I gave my speech, uh, citing the science, citing the facts, you, uh, you had mentioned there was a particular representative that happened to disagree uh, with what I had been saying. But then a few days later, the uh, <laughs> CDC, uh, uh, Joe Biden and Dr. Fauci actually agreed with me, agreed with a conservative Republican. So um, that's wonderful. That's great news. I never thought that would happen. Uh, so now is the time where we have House Bill 4080s remove the masks on the floor. And you alluded to it so very well. If we're going to set an example for our children, if we're going to set an example for our districts, if we're going to set an example and say this vaccine is safe and effective at 90 percent fighting COVID-19, then why are we wearing a mask on the House floor? It makes absolutely no sense. And furthermore, with our children, they've taken the brunt of this pandemic, social distancing within schools, remote learning, and they have taken the brunt of this, requiring the face masks. And it is time that our schools are in five days a week. There are so many studies in the Netherlands and Sweden and throughout other parts of this country. We look at Florida, we look at Texas, Mississippi, we look at all of these other states and what they are doing. And Illinois seems to not be emulating or opening, opening our eyes to what's happening around us. So the children have taken the brunt of this pandemic. It's time that we let our kids be kids. It's time that we give them a sense of normalcy. It's time that we have them in school five days a week. We've got Amen. to do this. And these studies have also, they've, they've yielded tremendous results that, 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 that teachers are at at the same amount of risk as any other working professional that's in the field. So why aren't our teachers uh, in school five days a week? I mean, my goodness, we had we had teachers union officials down in Puerto Rico um, when they should have been in school. We had um, you know, a, a, a teachers union boss in California was caught on camera dropping I, the kids off at a private school. I so, it's ridiculous. How you doing, sir? My name is Verlon Galloway, and I so, I so agree with you. I work in the medical field, and I've been at the forefront of this disease uh, since the beginning virus well virus disease whatever you want to say about it but it, the numbers have always been off and our kids have suffered men and women have suffered people have lost businesses jobs uh, they so destroyed our country well at least 17 18 states in our country with these lockdown policies and we've never we've never called them out on it you know we 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 won't hold them responsible for the numbers so you know i agree with you and I hope this bill that you're that you're presenting passes because we need we need our country back and we need our freedom back. Thank you, thank you so very much. And and and, and uh, Representative, I I, re- I recall when the in- initially happened in the General Assembly and how um, down candidate for governor Darren Bailey stood up and said, uh, "I'm not wearing a mask." How has it been in Springfield? I, you, you know what? Let's let's answer this question after the break because I really want to. There's some things I want to talk about. And then and Fuego herself is looking over there, biting the bit, saying she really she has a couple of questions as well, because I mean you guys have I mean you guys have really been and I know you guys have some nickname that that a certain tabloid has um, given you guys, but you guys have really really been fighting and standing for 
you know, not just Illinoisans. I think people from all other the other surrounding states have looked at what you guys have been doing in the state of Illinois as well. And I'm just honored to know you guys, man. You guys have really pushed back against the foolishness that's been J.B. Pritzker. Um, we, we're going to hold you over to the next break because, um, man, I'm really excited about what, what, what your future will hold here in the state of Illinois. You're listening to Black and White on AM560 Answer. More with State Representative Adam Neymar. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and fuega, Ashley Ramos from Back to Blue Events, who's been putting on Black to Blue supporting cops throughout this, um, I, I almost said something, but I don't want to get tagged on YouTube or Facebook. Because, <laughs> you know, they come after you. Uh, before the break, we were speaking with State Representative Adam Niemerk from the 109th. Adam, I know I, I, I said to you, um, do you guys own that Niemerk restaurant down there in um, in Effingham? Well, it, they're actually my neighbors, but they're related way, way down the line. But uh, but I, I know them very well. I, I tell you, I don't get a discount, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ash, go ahead. Okay, so my question is, um, I, I absolutely 110% agree with you um, on you know, getting rid of the masks, especially in school. How do you plan to get the school boards and the teachers actually as well on board with this? Because the school boards and teachers in the rest of Illinois are a little bit of a different animal than the ones that are in Chicago, Chicago that have, you know, the stone wall of unionization. Um, so how, how do you plan to tackle that? That's an excellent question and definitively answer the question. I can't do this alone. I'm doing everything I can in Springfield to represent not only my district, but every person in the state of Illinois that is sick and tired of having to drop their kids off at school, give them a pep talk and tell them it's okay to wear that mask because we want our kids to be mentally uh, and physically okay throughout this pandemic, knowing that it's not. It's not okay. These masks need to go. So what I'm asking folks to do is contact their local school board, contact their, their, their county officials as well, and start pushing back against this. Be nice, uh, do it with respect, um, but start really pushing back. Because if we continue to sit back, uh, the power, the control Come that on. the unions have, there are good teachers. There are good teachers out there that want these kids in school. They want to teach these kids. They know that this is ridiculous what's going on, but they're beholden to these mass mandates. They're beholden to the unions, they're beholden to the IDPH, and we've got to push back collectively as all Illinoisans that want this done and say enough is enough. This will end when you choose for it to end. Yeah, and so representative, we've got to come together. And Representative, I, I think you made a, a, an excellent point earlier when you said uh, since the CDC has dropped it, uh, because everybody, remember, everybody, every, all, every governor that put forth this mandate have all done it based on what they call they, they call they so called the science based upon the CDC, correct? So if they're dropping it, why not? I mean, I think this is an important bill. Get you know, pass the bill, remove the mandate, uh, especially from um, this dictator in, in chief we have here in Illinois. Absolutely, I completely agree with that. We know who the Democrats are. We know exactly what they want to do, and they will cling to power and control. And this little thing called the Constitution gets in their way of violating our rights, and yeah. it's very difficult for them to understand that. Yeah, it is. So, 
Without us pushing back, without us saying enough is enough, there are other, I was just reading uh, earlier this morning that there are other states, uh, other municipalities that, that aren't going to exactly follow the CDC recommendations because they feel uh, that, it's, that it's too soon to, to do these, to, to, to pull all these mass mandates. So if we don't stand up as Illinoisans, as citizens of this great and wonderful nation that we're in and say, what's going on? What have we been doing? This is absolutely ridiculous. Our kids are going to pay the price for our poor behavior, and we don't know the consequences of our actions as we can see it throughout the future. I mean, this is this is going to have repercussions for years, the mistakes that have been made uh, when it comes to not getting our kids in school, when it comes to making our kids wear masks, when it comes to the social distancing that our kids have had to take, the, 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 devel- the developmental time that our kids have playing has been lost. Sir, and- I, 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 I totally agree with you. Well, why don't you play a little bit of the left's game? Why don't you shame these teachers? Why don't you show them the numbers and, and, and show them that what they've been looking at is it's not true? We know that kids don't catch it at a high rate at all. I mean, it's like zero, 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 zero point zero almost. So why, why don't you show that the CDC has been basically lying and pushing fear and these unions have been pushing fear and the Democrats have been pushing fear and, and they're ruining our kids' lives behind put by, by, by this fear campaign that they're pushing because they're doing nothing. These teachers, I know they're good teachers, so they, they shouldn't be offended. When you when you guilt shame them like they try to guilt shame us. But those bad teachers, those teachers that's just milking it for a buck and, and they don't care about our kids. You need to shame them. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've got to push back against all of it. We have to push back against the radical left when it comes to what they've done to our children. These teachers unions that have all this power. And I've been sitting in I said in multiple committees this spring and it was frustrating at times because we weren't talking about. The children. Yeah. We're talking about we're talking about uh, union officials. We're talking about uh, giving more money to the to in pensions. We're talking about solidifying the power of the teachers' unions. And not one time was it brought up. Well, we need to really start thinking about the kids when it comes to this. What are we doing when it comes to th- their development? And it was extremely, extremely frustrating. So you're absolutely correct. We've got to hold the unions' feet to the fire. We have to start really start talking about school choice. Yeah. Uh, parents Come on. need to be able to send their children where they want to yeah. go. Yeah. Hey, hey, Representative, I'll be down there soon. Uh, hopefully you guys will be out. Of, you, you don't get extended into the summer for some crazy session or something. I'm coming down there to uh, finish my book. As you know, my family stays down there. Um, I hope, I really hope you don't consider leaving politics because I, I really believe you have a future uh, in Illinois politics because, I mean, not only are you clear, you concise, you can articulate a real and clear message of bringing Illinois back. So thanks so much for joining um, Black and Right today. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. State Representative Adam Niemerk from the 109th District. Um, we got some. We have, some, we have some, some real, real strong leaders here in Illinois. Media just doesn't show, highlight them. And that's what I try to do every time because, you know, hey, Uncle Tommy, hold on, hold the line. I'll take you right after the break. Uh, you're listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, with the Troublemaker and Fuega. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. The troublemaker, I mean, you, you just want trouble. You, every why, why after every break you got to, you know, try to dust up some stuff, bro? 
because that, it makes it interesting. It, it, it gives a diverse opinion on different issues. You know, we're all into diversity now. Yeah, we are. Uh, and we're, I'm also I'm so happy to have uh, Fuega herself, Ashley Ramos from Back to Blue Events. Uh, thanks so much for coming in. It's my pleasure. Are you I'm having, having fun yet? Time. Absolutely. See I'm how, loving it. You see how awesome. quick that hour went? You see it? <laughs> All right. Um, Uncle Tommy, let's go back to the phone line. Uncle Tommy, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? I'm, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> what, what was your point? You, know, you, you wanted to make a point when Phil was on the line. I'm sorry. We, 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 we went right into uh, uh, having to talk with the um, state representative. My, my apologies for making you hold that long. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's okay. But, you know, my point is, you know, I don't try to come across like I know everything and, and you know, got all the solutions. But in my 60-plus years on this earth, you know, when I hear a lot of people complain about the state of, you know, how bad it is for us people, yeah. you know, and I asked a lot of them, and all of them, they have a blank look. I said, well, tell me something. I said, how many of y'all had to sit in the back of the bus? It was the law. Uh-oh. How many of y'all had to drink out of a black-only fountain? Uh-oh. How many of y'all had to go to the back of the restaurant? I, I know a little bit about that. That's true. So. If America's so bad, <clears throat> why is everybody trying to get it? I Come mean, on. I, have a lot of <laughs> I just want to hug you right home. now. And hey, this is my uncle, they though. This, they, this is my uncle. They okay, tell me I'm when they go home. <laughs> what did you say, tell me that A lot of my African friends say when they go home, they talk about how the police handle things there in Africa. Yeah. They yeah. don't play. Yeah. If yeah. the police say you do something and you don't do it, <laughs> You get cracked upside the head, or you might not see you again. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll get hidden in one of them African prisons. That's right, man. Disappear and, and be forgotten about. And yeah. I'm, I'm like, you know, everybody. If if you're human, you know you're gonna have problems. Yeah. I don't care what industry. You got bad lawyers. You got bad doctors. You got bad everything. But if the news media keep doing what they're doing, hyping this up, I mean, we know there's prejudice. There's yeah. Prejudice, and and I'll race it. If if somebody might like you because you're too Light skin. Yeah. Oh, well, you, you light too, though. <laughs> you high yellow too, though. <laughs> you know, when I grew up, they used to call me the light bread. I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> all I know is, you know, I love Jesus, and uh, yeah. I just hope that we can just come together as a nation because the whole point of this, this is the socialism of Marxism and his training on how to destroy a nation that is coming. Oh, man. Hey, hey, I, hey. I, I wish I could clap for you right hey, now. Hey, no, uh, Uncle Tommy. my heart smile. Uncle Tommy, I want you to hear, I want you to hear this one. A nation where they will not Uh-oh. be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Now I have a dream that we will implement love, not hate, or supporting another Jim Crow's agenda. CRT is not an honest dialogue. It is a tactic that was used by Hitler and the Ku Klux Klan on slavery very many years ago to dumb down my ancestors so we could not think for ourselves. CRT is racist. It is abusive. It discriminates against one's color. Let me educate you. An honest dialogue does not impress, oppress. An honest dialogue does not implement hatred or injustice. It's to communicate with deceiving, without deceiving people. Today we don't need your grief. We want action in the backbone for what we ask for today to ban CRT. We don't want your political advertisement to divide our children or belittle them. Think twice before you indoctrinate such racist theories. You cannot tell me what is or is not racist. Look at me. I had to come down here today to tell you to your face that we are coming together and we are strong. This will not be the last. Greet and meet respectfully. And and I'm I'm, I'm mistakenly hit that. (laughs) 
<laughs> I had a shorter one that I was trying to hit, but uh, Uncle Tommy, that's basically what you're saying. That's Chantel Cooper, uh, a parent from Loudoun wow. County. Um, that's basically wow. what you're saying, correct? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, Uncle Tommy, thanks so much for joining us um, on, on Black and Right today. Love you, brother. Love you too. All right, um, guys. I'm excited about Rally for Christ. Talking with Jim Richter uh, in the second hour. We're going to also be talking to the Chicago GOP chairman. And then we're going to go back and tussle again. Tim McGill, who's running for Cook County Sheriff, will join us in the second hour as well. There's a lot more to go. We'll be right back. Yeah. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Black and Right Radio on AM 560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Listen, if you missed that first hour, go to 560TheAnswer.com, download the podcast. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss that first hour because, you know, the troublemaker himself is back in the studio, uh, Verlon Galloway. Uh, but, you know, download Black and White Podcast and, you know, if, you know, you can hear me anytime you want, right? And you can hear the troublemaker himself anytime you want, right? That's right. <laughs> but we're also glad to have Ashley. For, we gave her her nickname. Well, she actually came up with her own nickname. She actually, she didn't know it. She just used the term. And so I said, hey, that's it. That's the first. Ashley Fuega. Fuega. Fuega Ramos from Back to Blue Events. Um, thanks so much for joining us. You having fun? I'm having a blast. This did, has been great. Did that first hour just fly by? It did. So fast. Yeah. And, and, and there's just so much, right? So much to, to, like, you guys see, we realize how much stuff we wanted to talk about, we weren't able to talk about because, you know, you get stuck break. sometimes. <laughs> you get stuck on those conversations and, and they start to get good. That just means you got to have me back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll have you back. I, I won't. I probably won't have Verlon back anymore. <laughs> but 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 I mean, as someone who puts on events, you know how 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 hard it is, and um, you know, getting getting the word out there about the event you're trying to do. Uh, I got a, a a call from Tom Merritt. If you guys know Tom Merritt, buying right, he has the the group. I think it's buyingright.com. I think I believe it is. Yeah, um, he's put on this thing called Rally for Christ. Last year, it was more so of a uh, a rally that turned into a Trump rally. I think they had close to 10,000 people there. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't get a chance to get there because I was, you know, doing the show, unfortunately. Uh, but I wanted to bring on um, some representatives from um, the Rally for Christ, which will be, it's going to be done on, I believe it's Sunday, May 30th, from 1 to 4 at the Kane County Fairgrounds. My wife is actually uh, one of the speakers. My wife, Deborah Anthony, will be one of the speakers. You're going to be a speaker as well, Ashley, right? We're going to be there together, me and so, Deborah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to invite, I believe it's Jim Richter is, is going to be joining me today. Um, they didn't tell me who was going to be joining me. I don't know if it's going to be um, Jim or, or Tom, not Tom, Tom, Tom Coward out. I'm calling you out, Tom. Um, <laughs> but Jim, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, John, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. We had a great conversation uh, a couple of days ago. Um, and I know you spoke with my wife the other night about her coming to speak. Um, what, what, what's, what's the, what's the, what's the genesis of this rally for Christ? And, and I know why it's needed, but what would you say? What's the real reason why it's needed at a time where we fa- where we're facing today in our country? Yeah, great question. I would say there's obviously a pretty, uh, big, uh, political divide, you know, right versus left. And, and this is just so you know, we're not, 
about a right versus left thing. We, the rally for Christ is really about American exceptionalism. And, and if you think about the essence of American exceptionalism, it ultimately comes from the connection between the Creator and the created. It's basically our connection to God the Father. And we've been endowed this core belief in America is really what makes us a great nation. It's not, you might disagree, but it's not necessarily the people is, is it, as much as it is the beliefs that we hold, yeah. right? That all men are created equal, that we are endowed with these unalienable rights, the right to life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. And we've been endowed with these rights by our creator. Right. And so it's self-evident that we're all equal. And it's self-evident that we hold these rights um, in our hands because they haven't been given to us by the government. They've been given us to, uh, to us by God. And I think that's really the essence of what makes America great. And so the, yes. the, goal, the goal on the 30th is to begin to shift the culture back to what makes America great. And you can't have one without the other. You can't have America as the greatest nation on the planet if you take God. Hey, hey Jim, I want to pause. I want to pa- sit right there because you said a key word. And every time I hear that word, I want to I want to I want you to expound on that. Why is it so important that we counter the culture that we have today? Because culture, I believe, is one of the biggest driving issues through politics. Because remember, how do you how do you get culture accepted? They do. They drive it through politics. They drive it through media. I, I, I love Oz, Gil, Oz Hillman's. The Seven Mountains, uh, you know, media, education. Why is it, why is that being the counterculture? Because that's what I see when I see the Rally for Christ. Why, why, why is that important to the people that are listening to the show today? Yeah, great question. Um, I'll tell you, if, if there's one thing that the other side does really well, is it, it infiltrates the culture through the educational system, through the universities, you know, through the media, and... I think part of the problem is that the church is not stepping up Amen. and playing the role that I believe that God has called it to play, right? And so what, what really kind of irks me is when you think about all these churches, some of the biggest churches in America are all about being culturally relevant, Ooh. right? And you're like, well, why would you want to be, like, why is that your, 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 your primary concern of being culturally relevant when the culture is not driven from a fundamental belief? Well, when it comes to, to relevance, Jim, hi, this is Ashley with Back the Blue. I'm, I'm going to be speaking there, too, and I, I appreciate that opportunity. And because we're talking about relevance, can you also tell me and everybody else, how did you choose this wonderful wide range of speakers that are going to be, you know, being, you know, spreading that message and, and helping to to bring this this counterculturism uh, to fruition? Sure. So I think there was two things. Right. So one. Uh, they needed to have a love for America, and they we, they needed to share a common our our common core, right? Which is what makes America great. And they needed to have a love for Christ, or at least a desire to speak for Him in in the public square. And we have some great speakers um, lined up. We got uh, Dr. Tom Dieters flying in from Florida. Um, he ran Muslim Fitness back in the '90s when it just absolutely exploded. He is a rock solid. Christian man. He's a martial artist. He's a black belt. You know, he's got a, a doctorate. I mean, you name it. Somebody that can beat Verlon up then, right? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. He could whip some, whip some tail. So, uh, and, you know, and he's got a lot of friends that are kind of, you know, in, in the, not necessarily the Department of Defense, but kind of that, that arena. And, and, there, and there's a, you know, we thought about even bringing some of his connections in, you know, if, if this rally starts to grow 
and talk not necessarily about fighting for our rights, but standing up for our rights um, in a God-honoring way. Sir, uh, this is Verlon Galloway, and I have a statement to say. I want to mix it up with you about the church not stepping up, and I have a question for you. I believe the step is, I mean, the church is stepping up. You know, they've, they've infiltrated uh, music. They've, they've, they even try to put out their own movies. They're, they're trying their best to uh, go head-to-head with the counterculture. I'm going to call them the counterculture. They're not the American culture. Uh, Christ and uh, true Americans uh, hold dear the American culture. But how do they do that when you have the media, you have the music world, you have all these people that's non-believers, you know, these people that don't believe in religion. You have all this money on their side promoting all of this, this, this bad, this bad vibes for America and everything and everything horrible, Marxism and communism and everything else. How do you combat that when they're so entrenched in destroying this, this great country and trying to change it into something else? Well, Verlon, I'm going to give you. A, I'm going to challenge your thought process. Oh, there. I love if, it. If, if 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 we go back to the fall of 2010, we had uh, a vice president stand up and say, "I am unabashedly pro-life," and we had a president who stood up against everyone, fought for our right to worship, fought for the rights of the unborn fought for our relationship with Israel, stood up for Israel like, like no other president in the past. And what did we hear out of the church? Close to nothing. We heard crickets. Yeah. So I don't agree with you when you say that the church is stepping up and doing their job. I'm not saying the church's roles would be political, um, but I think there was a pretty clear picture of what our, what our options were back in the fall. And I heard nothing from the evangelical or the Catholic or you know any side of the American church in the fall. And so I, I don't agree with you there. Yeah. Hey, Steve, so uh, we got about uh, 45 seconds. Where can people go to, is, is this a free event? Do we have to pay for the event? Where can they go to find out more information about this event? Oh, man, great question. <laughs> uh, we've got a Facebook page. We've got a Facebook page. Um, if you go to uh, buyright.com it's prob- it's prob- or buyingright.com, it's probably on there. Um, the event is free. We're going to take a $5 uh, donation for cars, for yeah. parking. It's not an, uh, it's not, it's totally voluntary. If you don't want to make it, don't make it. Come on out, come out regardless of whether yeah. you want to, you know, uh, okay. make the contribution or not. But we, we, we've got, we have a few costs that we need to cover and we're just trying to get that Understandable. done. Jim, thanks so much for joining Black and Right. Um, Rally for Christ. I love Tom Meredith's post in that Rally for Christ on Facebook. I chose Rally for Christ for our next event for several reasons. Churches are folding on social issues. Schools are out of control. Neighbors are becoming less safe. The police are getting attacked from all angles. Politicians are in it for their own personal game, except President Trump. (laughs) I feel that if we could get Christ back into schools, churches, schools, neighborhoods, families, and government, we would be way better off as a country. So come join us May 30th at the Kane County Fairgrounds. Jim, thanks so much for joining. You're listening to Black and White on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony Fuega and the Troublemaker. More when we return. We now return to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker. Look at you. 
Don't look at me like that. I got put in my Those place. Beady eyes, man. I got put in my place in the last segment. I tried to speak up for the church, but somebody that's more knowledgeable than me put me back in my place. So but I, but, but shut I, up. I, I agree with him in so many. Look, look at how many churches shut down their doors. Yeah. Listen. Wait a minute. I'm, I got to defend Verlon, though. Okay. What do you do? Wait, hold on. That voice you hear is <laughs> Ashley Ramos Fuega from Back to Blue Events. I'm going to go ahead. So I have to defend something that he said, though, because there are individuals out there who are trying to break into music, into radio, into all these different avenues of trying to get that, you know, conservative, positive message out. And two of them I want to give a shout out to are Bryson Gray. I've met him a couple of times. Oh, yeah. Y'all haven't listened to his oh, music. Yeah, I know it's him. worth it. And now there's a young lady who just came out. Her name is Savannah. So I met her at she's music. She's, a, she, she's a musician? She came out, yes. She just came out with a song and she she gets it. What's the name of the song? Um, it is. What can we find her on Apple and all that? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. I have her on, she's on my Facebook, and she's you know, on I, YouTube. I download, in, in, anybody that's a conservative out there, you know I, I make sure I download all of their music. She's a wonderful young lady. Dr. Felicity turned me on to her. Um, and I know oh, Felicity her. Joy? Yes, Felicity yeah. Joy. That's how I found her. Savannah, Heaven is Full is the name Heaven of the song full? she just came out with. Heaven is Full. Go and download it. It's Yes, it's totally worth it. And also, Pastor Steve Castle, I'm giving a shout out to you because he is an amazing person. He he sued to get the churches open against Pritzker. I was going to say that name sounds that very one. familiar. Oh. Yes, and he walks around with pocket constitutions. And if uh, you're talking guy. about. Yes. At the um, G- GOP Jamboree. Yes. Cruz's um, GOP Jamboree, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. He's, he's a wonderful man. He always has pocket constitutions. He's a man of God, and he's also a man of the Constitution. So there are people out there that are putting that word out. So she's calling out. Right. She's calling out Bryson, right? I'm going to call him out now. Because I've been trying to get Bryson on the show. He and I, we, we were going back and forth, back and we were going back and forth trying to get him on the show. Bryson, you still ain't come on the show, brother. So I'm calling him out too. But um, um, you guys, go ahead. You ready? You want you want to hit hit her back? Hit her back now? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Okay, well, yeah, I'm not gonna pass up on this opportunity. <laughs> uh, 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 she's here to, to back the blue. So let's see if you can back the blue on on this issue. Okay, you know Maxine Waters was stomping the pavement. You know, for a long time about uh, if you can't charge these guys statewide, charge them civilly. So the other three officers from the, the Chauvin trial, uh, the Floyd killing, they were charged federally. Chauvin was too, though. Oh, they did? I thought they were going to do him first, yeah. but I didn't hear anything about him being charged federally. But I did hear the other three officers being charged federally because they believe that they can get them on that even if they can't get them state. So they want the federal case to go forward first, then come back and try to get them convicted statewide. So I want to know, what do you think about that? How do you feel about that? Again, this comes down to a question. Are are we talking about justice in the state of, you know, the state of social opinion or the the state of true justice? Because, again, we have to look at the full scope of the situation. You know, these were young men who were following orders. They were they have not been they were not seasoned veterans. I think they all had a year or less on the force. Yes. So, you know, they asked questions in the situation. It's not like they just stood there twiddling their thumbs. They asked questions of their superior officer. Can I stop you right there? Can I stop you right there? I'm 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 the one guy who's been a cop in the room. I've been in the situation where I said something to a superior officer. He says, no, you gonna do it this way. And, and, you know, they didn't know. You know, it's not like they have 15 years of experience to back him and say, hey, you know, I got to respectfully disagree. You know, these are very green young men. A a couple of them had only been on the force for like maybe four months, four or five. I think the, the one that asked the question. 
The one that asked the question, he had about a year, close right. to a year. Well, no, no, no. Let's talk about No, no. I'm, I'm, let's go back. Okay. Let's go back. Take okay. this back. Okay. How about they had an activist juror on the jury? I forgot. He okay. lied. He lied. He was at a, a, a BLM rally. Well, it was a Martin Luther King rally, but he yeah, had a B- BLM but rally. He had, <laughs> but he had a BLM shirt, and he lied, and he got to sit on the jury. And guess what? He was leading the conversations to convince yeah. everybody else. Yeah. That that's why when I when I saw yeah. the second degree murder charge and all, I'm like. There's no. How did they get that? Yeah. Now the manslaughter. Yeah, yeah. I can see how they. I can see how they derived to that conclusion. But then they they had a guy in there yeah. who who was at a, at the same rally with the George yeah. Floyd family that had a shirt set on that says "Keep your knee off my our necks." And remember what I told you. I said it's a very liberal court system down in, in uh Indian not Minnesota Indian, in Minnesota Minneapolis whatever. And and it's going to be very hard to overturn that verdict. A, 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 a jury's verdict is very hard to overturn. Yeah, but if they got an activist juror? Well, to answer Verlon's question. I'm sorry. As a yes or no. No, I don't think it's right to take those gentlemen to, to federal court. Now, on that note, because there's going to be people out there on both sides, I will say, do I think what Chauvin did was right? Do I think procedurally it was right? Absolutely not. I don't agree with, with how he handled any of the situation. Do I think that there should have been repercussions for his actions? Absolutely. But do I think that Uh-oh. what should have happened, do I think that what should have happened is what did happen? Absolutely not, because we're not dealing with the court of justice. We're dealing with the with the court of social opinion. Right. And that is something that, while it may not affect some of you now who have this opinion, it may very well later. I don't care what color you are. This could become an issue for you should you ever get involved with the court system, whether you do something right or not, or yeah. wrong or not. But, so. Candace, if you're still listening, please call back because yeah, we're back on the police issue. But but here's the deal. I don't I didn't you know me, I said this. I don't think they should have been charged. I don't think they should have been charged with a crime. They were doing their job. I'm gonna bring it down. Okay. George Floyd was in the commission of a crime. Okay. He committed a crime. He resisted arrest. I, I, you, I, we, we've had this discussion. I know, you and I've had. I, I this know, fight. but I got a question right Go ahead. there, What's right the there, question? right What's there. The at that point, before we make the next point, What's the question: Did he even know he was committing a crime when he passed off the twenty dollar bill? Now, I was just at the store buying some candy for my kids, and he, this guy handed the, uh, the the teller a fifty dollar bill, and the dude it was counterfeit. He showed him that he showed him in the light. It was really a five dollar bill, he, and the teller was very nice and was like, "Man, okay, this is counterfeit." Okay. Now you you you. And the guy really? walked out the store. Really? It really did happen. Wait, no, no, no. Oh, no, no but, but, but this you, was Saturday. Are you really going to sit here? I mean, I mean uh, Friday. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, hold on, hold on. Are you really going to sit here in that chair and say that George Floyd didn't know what he was doing? I, I don't know. He was okay. high. He was but, high. But to, to come in the middle of that, though, you can look at this one of two ways. Even if he was not cognitive of the fact that that $20 bill was counterfeit, he was also doing an illegal activity by being drugs. inebriated with the drugs. And he, and he was in possession of the drugs outside of the ones that he had already ingested in his body. He put them in so, his mouth, too. No matter what, he was doing something illegal in those moments. And the police were called and what he was doing. And he also, like I said, when the police are called and and they go into a situation like that they they run your name by the time he was being arrested they already knew who he was mm-hmm. they already knew he had a history and he'd already done multiple things wrong so were the police justified in being there and following procedure Correct. Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. now the question comes into play is did did Chauvin do what was best in the situation now he could now, have handled it better yeah. but 
He didn't intend to murder what, what, what? His intent, intent was not to murder. That's right. why I didn't see how they got second degree murder because that wasn't a, you had to have intent manslaughter based on my minnesota law you don't need intent for that third manslaughter case charge that they, they threw on him listen that goes back to culture change but, but, wait, wait, wait. It's, it's changing it is and, 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 and this is a very slippery slope <laughs> this is a very slippery slope alvarez what, what's the kid name alvarez alvarez um what's the other toledo uh, the toledo that's the little that's the 13 year old boy you have, have a gun son, so you have a gun you have a gun. You're running from the police after committing a crime. Now, I, I it came back that Toledo wasn't the actual shooter. Right. So this idiot, 21 year old, who was bonded out by some bonding company here in Illinois. Okay. Yeah. So you know, it's like, are you kidding me? The, these police officers are in the. They're, they're doing their jobs, and you want to continue to to do this? File criminal charges on them. With the with the advent of this bill, what's the what's the bill number? House Bill what? Thirty HB thirty six fifty three. And before it's gonna get worse. Look, I have to say this, and and please, people take this to heart and understand that officer did not know it was Adam Toledo, a thirteen year old, when the when Correct. the situation that came about came into play. All he knew was there was two men who had been firing to kill someone right. in an in a vehicle. Running down an alley, one of them didn't stop, and they still had a gun up until less than a second before the police officer shot. He right. didn't know that was a 13-year-old boy. Right. So. And, and I'm going to give police the benefit of the doubt when they're in the midst of doing their job. Um, I'm, I'm just, I am. I, every time, I will. If I see something that's considered, the untrained eye, you, you, you think anytime a police officer takes a person down that they've committed some um Former battery against a person. No, that's not how that works. The un- There's so many untrained eyes thinking that they're they're the police, the judge, the jury, and the executioner. But they, they but they, they they say that that's the police. Man, I'm I'm sick and tired of it, and I'm gonna protect my boys and girls in blue. You listening to Black and Right on AM five sixty nine? So we'll be right back. Black and Right continues on AM five sixty. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker and Fuega, Ashley Ramos of Back to Blue Events. Hey, Valon, you know what? What's up? The Amish texter has never called my show. I don't yes, think. Yes, yes, yes he called. Yeah, he called. I don't recall when. One time. Once. Man. Once. once. But, but, you know, he calls everybody rare. I, Very no, rare. No, he, no, no, he calls in and Dan and Amy a lot. No, not, no, I won't say a lot. Oh, it's he every sends, blue He moon. sends text messages to that, that, was the, that was his thing. <laughs> I'm calling you out, obviously, Texter. <laughs> Let's go back to the phone lines. Candace from uh, Wisconsin. Oh, Welcome hey. back to Black and Right. Thanks for calling back, hey. Candace. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I was it's so funny. I was starting to fall asleep in the chair. All of a sudden, I heard my voice. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, 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 Phil took up okay. too much time. Phil took up too much time. Everyone. Sorry about that. Okay, let's play political consultant for the public sector unions. I feel so sorry for these police because, you know, they get these hacks in there for a year or two that's appointed by the mayor, and this idiot buys a big house and thinks he's going to be staying in Chicago for a while. You're not. You're going to be there for a year or two, and then she's going to throw you under the bus, yep. too. Okay, so this is what the police should be saying. Excuse me, we were trained by Democrats, mm. and we're not going down for the Democrat Party for their sins. Mm. They trained us, they paid for us, they paid for our uniforms, our equipment, and now they want to hide 
and throw us under the bus, kill us off, kill off our families, you know what I mean, and throw us to the wolves. Well, we're not taking it anymore. We're going to sue the city. We're going to sue the people who trained us. Can the police do that? Can they sue the city? Can they do that? Because they can't, can't, they, they? They can't even yeah. go on strike. They were trained no, they to do their job a certain way. And then who is to say that all of a sudden they're not doing their job right? Yeah. You, you know what I think? I think the police should be able to go on strike and show the city what or what they will lose if they didn't have the police. But they're not allowed to. But I think it, sh- it should be their right they to can't strike. Stu- they, can't, they can't strike. Police, I know. police I know. cannot strike. They, they should. Cannot. They, they cannot. should. They should. That's law. Let people fend for themselves. Let's yeah. see, what, let's but, see but, how they do it. But, Candace, I, you know what? Truthfully, though, I don't think uh, Superintendent Brown is really a bad chief. I think what ha- what has happened is he's been thrown into a bad situation uh, where politics. See, he didn't have to worry about a lot of this this type of po- Chicago politics in Dallas when he was their chief, and I think I think I think he really but, doesn't get okay. it. Okay, I, I don't but think he me, really gets Chicago politics. No, he doesn't. But that is no excuse. I agree. He better get with it and understand it real quick, even before you get into town. You know what I mean? So that's no excuse for him. But I'm just saying, these guys always think that they're going to, like, uh, skate for a year or two, whatever. And, what, you don't know that Lori Lightfoot's a Marxist and that she throws police under? You haven't been paying attention for the past four years? Right. Uh, what she's been doing? So, no, you're there to represent them. Yeah. Not to re- represent her and her hacks. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? I think that she just brought up something, though. That it really, when it comes down to that, if you want if you want better, more stable police, then Lori Lightfoot needs to be held more toward accountability. So where are the people? Yeah. Where are the Chicago people coming out? Why aren't they doing what they're doing in California? Why aren't you, you know, signing off to get rid of her, to kick her out ahead of time? Why aren't, why aren't we putting more effort into showing her that we won't tolerate these things? And also, you got to understand something, too. The police have to deal with the rest of the the law in in its entirety. Right. So you've got judges, you've got attorneys. So why aren't we going after Ken Fox? Why aren't we holding her accountable for the yeah, fact that she's making yeah, all of these exactly. things so much harder? So I think that the police are basically they're the soldiers. But if you want to make real impact, you got to go after the generals. You got to go after the people that are telling them Amen. where to move on the board. And I don't think I don't think Gary McCarthy was a political hack. I think he came here from New York. He did he did his job the best way he could. But I think you know political pressure kicked him out. Guess what? Gary McCarthy was a great. I mean, I don't say great. He was a good superintendent. I just hated his stance. And he and I served on a lot of committees. What stance? I, his stance on Second Amendment. Oh. I put the hack. What, what was, yeah, I, what was I never heard about? Yeah, he 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 was trying to change the gun laws and to do what? To, to basically go after all, not just not just you know let's. I'll, I'll tell you off. Okay, 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 okay. Let's call out the hacks. Lightfoot is a hack. She's yeah. a, and I don't. And I'm sorry, you don't have to like me for saying it, but she is. Lightfoot is a hack. Preckwinkle is a hack. There, there are some people out there that are in p- positions of power that are using the police, that are taking mm-hmm. advantage of them and making them look far worse than what they really are. And those yeah. are the hacks. So I'm calling you out, and yeah. y'all know who Thanks you so are. Thanks so much for joining us. Your name. Thanks so much for joining us, Candace. But you know, <clears throat> I mean. And and then they know that the cops won't say anything, you know. Cops cops take a lot of stuff, man. I'm, I'm in a lot of these private policing groups on social media. I mean, and and they're they're still apprehensive because I I want somebody. I, I I've been trying to get on a get a spouse on of someone who's a police officer, and they don't want to come on because they don't want the pushback against. And but Rick Negro Negro 
Oops, Nigro, Nigro, Nigro. You said it again. You did it again. You did it again. Rick Nigro, the 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 sergeant who wrote the letter to was it Lifeford and uh, yeah, yeah. and the the superintendent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was uh, he was strong. He was strong, and and I'm sure he's. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I sent him a message saying, hey, um, come on, come on back on the show. Give me an update. He hasn't responded yet, mm-hmm. so we'll see. Um, guys, you know, we got to protect our men and women in blue. Because, I mean, I don't know another job where you have to make split-second decisions where everybody else gets to take months and years to judge your split-second decision. Name another job. No, I can't. Name another job. I can't. I, nobody can you listening to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Tom McGill for Cook County Share will be joining us next. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Live in studio with the troublemaker, Valon Galloway, and Fuega herself, Ashley Ramos, from the Back to Blue events. Um, <clears throat> Ashley, you, we, we discussed when you came on that you wanted to have on uh, a guy who's running for Cook County Sheriff. Yes. Oh, my God. Tom McGill. Tom, Tom Thomas McGill. McGill. He's going to be, Tom, it's always Thomas. Tom McGill, he's going to be running against, um, if, he run, if he so decides to run again, Tom Dart. Um, and uh, Tom has a, a very illustrious career in law enforcement himself. Tom McGill, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Yeah. So I, I, I got one question that I always pose to anybody that says they want to run for office. Have you gone to see your um, your your your, uh, your therapist? <laughs> Have you gone to see a psychiatrist? Because what I always want to know is why are you running for office? This, well, how this started was I actually was in conversations in 2018 with Gary McCarthy to run for sheriff. And I believe he would have beat Dart, but it came down to uh, he wanted to run for mayor. And he had said yeah. to me, and nothing against Gary, he just didn't get Chicago politics, yeah. but he asked about the salary for the sheriff. And I said at the time, and I believe it's still 160,000 and being the mayor, what? I'm shocked at 210,000. And he told me he would have to take a pay cut to a <laughs> job he didn't have. Yeah. And so I just, <laughs> whatever. It, and then another guy I know ran against start in 2010, Billy Evans. Mm-hmm. And it's just one thing after another. And then, uh, I was at a party with a bunch of sheriffs. And a sheriff's officer that, from the canine unit was on disability, had cancer. Uh-huh. And we were all talking about who can we get to run. And he just looked at me and said, McGill, you should run. <laughs> now, are you are, and, are you retired or are you still active? No, no, I'm not with the sheriff's department no more. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. And maybe it's up for another interview, but I'm not. I'd launched the investigation into the CDL scandal bribe of George Ryan in September of 1992. And if you recall, those kids got burned alive in front of their parents on election day, 1994. 
he Ryan knew what was going on. So, he didn't um, stop it. His inspector general, Dean Bauer, covered well, it up. He's I'm glad that you, that that you um, got such a, a history, you know, and wanting to do good for, for our state. Now, are you familiar with HB 3653 that's coming up? If if you were to win in Cook County, which is one of the the counties that would be most affected by by this bill, um, how how would you work through that? Wait, which bill? HB 3653. That basically handcuffs the police. Um, they're not really going to be able to arrest people anymore. They'll basically be... Oh, are you talking about the one that takes place January of 2023? Uh, no, that actually starts this July. Yeah, July. There's parts of that bill that... Um, it doesn't come to its full fruition until 2023, but there's parts of it that well, will severely I, I'll, affect I'll, the state. I'll tell you right now that this sheriff is not even prepared for it, and he won't be prepared for it when they're writing these tickets for people committing crimes. Yeah. Because they're not going to show up in court. Yeah. And what happens when you don't go to court? A right. warrant gets issued. Hey, hey Tom, wh- now, where, where, where can people find you? We're running out of time. Where can people find you um, to look you up on to see where your candidates, to, if they want to follow your candidacy throughout this election? McGill for Cook County Sheriff. Uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh-huh. Thomas McGill. Thomas McGill? Yeah, McGill for Cook County Sheriff. Uh, dot com okay. is our website that came out this week, but a couple of the things that started this though right, we, we we got we got thirty seconds so go ahead quickie oh well one thing uh, I'll make it quick if you had fourteen million two times that's twenty eight million sixty million seven point five million and two point seven million dollars that's ninety eight point two million dollars oh, to buy a nice house gosh uh vacation <laughs> right. Yeah, is, whatever is, you want. Are those all Not of the in Cook County? Those are judgments and lawsuit settlements under this sheriff, and I it, it exceeds one hundred million dollars, and the taxpayers wow. have no clue. That's a lot of or money. The three hundred dollar fee they pay for an oil change to a squad car. Right, three hundred dollars for an oil change, and the fiscal mismanagement and the retaliatory. Things that he does. To I, I have heard that. Ridiculous. Thomas McGill, thanks so much for joining Black and Right today. Um, I believe he said the website was McGill for Cook County Sheriff.com. Thank you so much for yes. joining. One day I got to have you here in the chair. How about that? All right. Sounds great. I appreciate the opportunity and thanks again. Oh, and, and closing, you, I vowed to donate after payroll taxes. I'm going to donate 50% of the salary to uh, charities in Cook County. Oh, wow. That's, that's amazing. So thanks so much for joining us. Wow, that's yeah. I don't think I don't think any candidates ever even considered donating their salary. No, and as a sheriff, you know, one of the things that is actually the budget here that I want to talk about is federal employees that have worked here for the state of Illinois. I actually know one when she retired. She worked for over 30 plus years here in the state of Illinois as a federal employee. And when she retired to this day, she has still not gotten her retirement. She what? has lived completely with. No money, no check, no nothing. She's messaged Tammy Duckworth. And I know this person personally, yeah. all right? Her name is Susan, so I won't say the rest of her name. But she's still... Has she, re- has she reached out to um, uh, Dick Derman? Um I don't know. I know she said specifically she, she because Tammy Duckworth is supposed to be, you know, for the people, the veterans. One of the things I did, I have heard that Dick Durbin does have a, a great constituency, constituency services. And no matter who you are, no matter what party, they take care of you. You're listening to Black and White on AM560 Answer. We'll be right back.
And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway. You good, bro? I'm good. And Ashley Fuega Ramos from Back to Blue Events. You had fun? I had a wonderful time. See how fast that two hours goes? I need a third hour. You do. You guys need to call into the studio, I mean radio station, tell them I need a third hour. Sorry, I think that's what you need to do. Yeah. And guys, I don't know if you guys will be listening throughout the commercials, but Matrix Home Solutions, you know, they're, they're a sponsor of the show. You got any repairs need to be done, please give them a call. Go to MatrixHomeSolutions.com. Take care of them. Um, Best Dental is another one of my sponsors, Jimmy Conomos. Uh, I'm really excited about those guys. And if you want to sponsor the show, send me a message on Black and Right. See what we can do and how we can get you as uh, in, into one of those commercials. Go ahead, Ash. All right. So I wanted to say a couple of things. And number one is, is we have focused so much on police and how they deal with crime and you know how they end up almost being considered the criminals in situations. And I want to remind people that Police officers do so much more than that, and they end up in situations we don't think about. You know, mm-hmm. they hold hands of people who are dying in car crashes. They have to pull babies out of, you know, situations mm-hmm. where there's abuse. You know, they have to revive people who are dying from a drug overdose. So Been they there. do so much more than what we even think about because of the the George Floyd situations, but there's so much more than that. And I also want to say that I've been on the other side of the situation, and some of the people that I work with that helped me in my nonprofit are actually people who were on the other side of the handcuffs. You know, Emily, I'm, I'm not going to say her last name, but she is a reformed um, drug addict who actually came out to one of the first events. She's I been on the show. She's been on and the show. has advocate, you know, advocated for police. Um, and the other thing is, is that <laughs> some of the other ones who came out to support the police stood in front of them before anybody else did were the Proud Boys. So I got to give a shout out to them because you'd be surprised Uh-oh. how much those guys you know, they, they've got such a bad reputation, but really they were one of the first people to come out and, and show their colors and say, we'll stand in front of the police. We'll, we'll take that, that frozen can of corn before it hits those police officers. So shout out to them for that. Um, and the other thing before we close out, I just saw something about Wisconsin wanting to do an audit of the, the 2020 election. And I would like to say Kankakee County, I got to give a shout out to the Republican committee there because they're doing an investigation on voter fraud for disabled people wow. in, in that county. So shout out to them. I'm going to make sure that 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 stays on the on its right track. Hey, so. real, real quick, do you have any events coming up? Where can people and oh. they want to back the blue events? Come on. Yeah, how do you, yes. How do, back the blue events dot org. I know I, because I'm always asking. Say it again. Say it again. Back the blue events dot org. I have flyers up there. We're going to be at the rally for Christ that we heard Jim talking about earlier. Um, I'm going to be at a back the blue where we have a car rally that's going the flyer. So anything you want to know, you want to come out to events, go check out the website, backtobleeevents.org, and I'm going to be adding some, too. I'm going to be at the GOP Jamboree. we got all kinds of good stuff coming up. Well, thank <laughs> you for having me, John. I love being here every time. I met this young lady at Freedom Summit. Yeah. Uh, John introduced me to her, and hanging out with John and her, it was great. And I knew she was a fire starter when we was hanging outside by the boats, and she was <laughs> she was back in the blue then, and she's back in the blue now. And I just want to say... Dan Prov brought me from zero to 30% back in the police. <laughs> Joe Walsh brought me from 30 to 70% back in the police. I added my own 10% in between, but <laughs> you've brought me from 80 to 95% back in the police. Wait a minute. What? I had no part of that? <laughs> You Dad, get the 10%. You, you. you got the 10%. I hate you. I hate you. That's the 10%. <laughs> from 70 to 80, that was John. That was John. Oh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, That's a win, Verlon. <laughs> right. Ashley, Verlon, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, I'm going to thank State Representative Adam Niemer, 
um, Rally for Christ uh, organizers Tom Meredith and Jim Richter uh, for joining the show. Tim Tom McGill, who's uh, running for Cook County Sheriff. Um, guys, we got to continue to fight. We can't give up. We can't give up, not on just Illinois. Uh, I'm speaking to you now, Ashley, because he lives in Indiana. Um, <laughs> a free state. Got away. <laughs> a free state. <laughs> Uh, but we can't we can't give up. We have to continue to fight and stand for Illinois and America, because as Jim said, America is exceptional. And I don't care anybody any anybody that cannot say America is exceptional is a problem. You listening to Black and Right? See you next week. Yeah. Holla.